Welcome everybody to the MTD Christmas Special Podcast. I am very lucky because I am joined by Giovanni Albanese. Hey, up, Lynn. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Joe Reynolds. Hello. You okay? Yeah, really good. Thanks. And Paul Jones. Good morning. Yeah. Oh, good good morning. morning. Good morning. It is Christmas time, and it is Christmas Day. Tomorrow, how exciting. Can't wait. Yes, we're all very excited, aren't we? Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just don't like the cold weather. Just hate the oh. cold weather. I'd much rather be somewhere hot and sunny experiencing the Christmas thing just with some sunshine. It's going to be nice, though, for the emails to stop for a week or two, isn't it? Well, the spam doesn't stop, do you? No, no the, I don't the, know, yeah. the spam The spam keeps going even more over Christmas because you've got all the all the sales and all the rest of it, haven't mm. you, that you know, will be coming out. You'll be able to get yourself some new clothes and some new shoes. VAT. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't Joe, you'll be on your clothes. You're still in child sizes. And you get your emails from Giacomo as well, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Capitalise on it. <laughs> Already, Joe. And millets. And millets. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, early on, that's all the jokes you've got banked up and use them all by now um just so you know so today we're basically going to cover the year that we've had at mtd cnc we've all had a particularly um what's the best word homogenous is that a good word what's that mean tumultuous <laughs> tumultuous challenging mm. unprecedented are oh, that word we don't forget that, that word, word. That's, that's been, yeah. that's been yeah. burned out yeah. yeah it has actually um, yeah, so we're just going to be talking about our experience at MTD CNC over the year. Um, of course, with work, but sociably too, um, at home, how we've all felt. And uh, yeah, we've got some stories to tell. To be fair, overall, the year has been very busy. Yeah, I think when you look back on it now, I think you, if we could have thought we'd have been in the position that we would have been in with everything that's happened... Uh, I, I would have been really, really pleased, chuffed. I mean, you know, one of, obviously the, the most recent breaking news with um, Tony Gunn coming on board and heading up the global side of the business has been, it, it's massive for us, it's massive for him. So, I mean, if we'd have thought at the start of the year that we would have, you know, maintained parity, grown our channels, um, you know, increased revenue and got Tony on board, I, I'd have been really happy. And those are the things that have happened. So it's, you know, I know people have struggled and it has been a dif difficult year for most, but I think, you know, we've worked really hard to try and mm. try and buck the trend and do some new stuff. So yeah. when yeah. you look back over the year, you can't believe where you've been. And I feel like, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but you know, the year has actually gone very fast, even though for a percentage Incredible. of it, yet we were just at home and we were all quite nervous, quite scared. But it's Christmas already. I mean, we say it anyway, but this year in particular, it's bonkers. Yeah, I mean, well, Gio had a really busy lockdown, didn't you? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was relatively uh, productive during <laughs> lockdown. And, um, Why, what happened? Got my third baby on the way. Yeah, I don't want any details. Yeah. So, no, that was good. I think it, it was up and down for Gio. <laughs> um, okay, so, gents, who's going to start off? Maybe, Joe, one of your highlights from the year. Wow. Uh, there's loads, although it's been a terrible year from one side of the fence, the other side of the fence. It's, it, you know, it's been fairly positive. For me, from a business perspective, Ventilator Challenge and all the good work mm. that was done through UK manufacturing on that. And yeah, at home, same as everyone else, you know, we're all still fit and healthy. Uh, no COVID present, fortunately. But yeah, it's been been a bad year but a good year at the same time i guess yeah mixed mm, mixed yeah yeah i can't believe you guys went to dubai earlier on in the year it was january wasn't it was it? january yeah i mean that was our first i mean the covid thing was hap was happening um in the far east then but yeah myself colin and chris went to dubai went to the still fab show which was the mm. which was going to be the start of you know a really hectic 
hectic schedule of events. Yeah, I mean, we were we going had, to China. Yeah, there was there was there was China planned. There was Korea planned. There was, um, oh, you know, there was a whole raft of uh, even Russia. You know, we had a lot of shows planned, but but Steel Fab was the one we went to. You yeah, actually went to Belgium not long after you got back from Dubai as well. Correct. We? Yeah, actually yeah, did. Yeah, nice we went to trip there. Yeah, we went to we Belgium had. with uh, yeah. with Martin Page. Yeah. And he, Martin enjoyed it, didn't he? Oh, it was a cracking. <laughs> yeah, he didn't <laughs> quite. He didn't enjoy the morning after, did he? But he enjoyed. Really enjoyed the. <laughs> did you ever drive, train, or walk, Gio? Because I, I presume you didn't fly. First time I'd ever been on the tunnel. Went on the the Eurostar. Was it okay for you? It was fine. Yeah, perfect. wasn't flying. That's okay. No, it, was, it was absolutely perfect. But it's amazing. Was that in January? Wow, that's another thing that it, it must have been, mustn't yeah, it? Yeah, it must have been end of January, I believe. Yeah, yeah it was. And um, we were there for a couple of nights. It was, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Was yeah. it? I remember. I, I, we went to um, Switzerland with the rower, and we got up really, really early. I don't know if anyone's met Ian, the cameraman. It was so funny. We went into this meeting, but Ian was so tired because he had to get up at something like two in the morning. We were in this meeting and he was going through like the presentations and he doesn't really know need to know the detail and I turned around he was fast asleep in the corner <laughs> <of> the <meeting. laughs> and well, I was like Ian wake up wake up you're talking about the same cameraman here once that was coming to Spain with me and he we were flying out from Stansted and supposed to be flying out at six o'clock in the morning so he booked a hotel the night before at Stansted drove down there in in what was the van then that he was using and uh, when he got to the hotel about 11 o'clock in the evening, he went to check in and it actually booked for an incorrect date. So, and there was no rooms left in the hotel. There was no other hotels that had any availability. So he had to sleep in the van. So he literally laid in the back of the van uh, for about three or four hours. And when oh. I met him at the airport, you could just tell he was dishevelled and, you know. I'm dying uh, to tell you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and very tired at the same hey, time. I think so you guys were all harsh on him. I've heard you, you're quite partial to a sleep when he's chauffeuring you around, Mr. Reynolds. Yeah. What do you think? You got the job? <laughs> <laughs> Lives there by the way. If anyone's met Ian, he's such a lovely gentleman and he drives a lot. But the thing is with Ian, he'll drive up and down the country. He'll do four hours, do a job and he'll be on his feet all day, lifting all the camera equipment. And then he'll have a four hour journey at home and he'll be like, you're right. He'll be like, yeah, I love driving. And he just loves driving. It's great. And Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, he loves Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. But the, the Steel Fab was the first thing. And then, yeah, it was the, the uh, robo job. Yeah. Then uh, myself and Mark went to the DMG Mori Fronten house. That was in February. That was actually the last trip that I... Uh, we also had Southern Manufacturing Southern that manufacturing. we went to oh, as well yeah. before... before and I, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, at the time there, I can remember driving down. I actually drove down with you, Lindsay. Yeah, we did. At the beginning we? of the year. And I can remember we were discussing on the way down, like kind of our concerns about COVID. And I think that there were first two kind of people that had got diagnosed in the UK from Brighton at the time with COVID and it was like started to kind of first kind of be present in the UK. Mm. And I remember at the show, there was people coughing and splurting and it didn't kind of really, did you bring it back up to the Midlands? I, I, well, I don't know if I've had it or not, to be fair, but we didn't take much notice of it at the time. You and then didn't. it was just, um, and then in March, it all changed, obviously. Yeah. Well, the DMG Mori Open House in Fronton, when we got back, in fact, the, when we were there, I mean, it's a, it really is a, a, a phenomenal place to go to the factory, but the backdrop in the Alps and all the rest beautiful. of it, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, but when we were there, they actually he had stopped people coming to the show from China. They had literally ah. said they're not going to have a Chinese contingence this year because of the COVID. But everyone else was was you know uh, you know free license to go. It was absolutely packed. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. When we got back, there had been 
uh, an outbreak in the factory there. So wow. it was all about that time. It was just, it I was think, just yeah. beginning to happen. Mm. I think we it? had, and I'm um, not going too deep in anyone's thoughts of COVID, but I think, I think everyone would probably agree before we realised it was there before we realised. And I think because we thought, oh, it's in China, it's quite far away. But, you know, this, we travel the world to a very small place. Weren't you supposed to be going China, Lynn? Yeah, we were. We were meant to be going there. Shenzhen. I was so excited. I saw the hotel and everything that we were going to stay in. And then that was it. It was a big show out there. So anyway, moving on. So, um, OK, let's move on to, say, March 1st lockdown. Um, as Ooh, bless you. Uh, Excuse me. Um, COVID um, now. Paul, as uh, the managing director of the company, from your perspective, March, when we went into first lockdown, uh, what did you think? What were I your first initial thoughts? My, my initial thoughts was, was looking at um, protecting staff, mainly, uh, you know, health and safety of, of the people that work for us. So any time people could work from home, they, they would. Um, but but also trying to trying to really keep the business going. I think as the owner of a company, what you're always trying to do is make sure that you can keep your staff employed, you can keep them safe, you can keep your business going, you can continue to work with your customers, and you can off- continue to offer the service that you've offered them throughout. And you've just got to try and think of other ways to do it. Mm. And that was really the you know, we didn't know how long we were going to be. And I, I remember sitting down on the 23rd of March listening to to I mean that's how poignant the date is yeah. listening to Boris Johnson saying you must stay at home it felt like you a war must. was about it, to begin, it, it did it, it, you know and, and you were listening to him and you just thought you know how how long is this going to go on for mm. um the furlough scheme was announced fortunately we you know we didn't need to participate in that really because we'd got a good customer base and we were continuing to offer our services but were we still going out I mean we were uh, you know you you all know yourselves we we were at our peak around that time, visiting probably 10 to 15 companies a week, <clears throat> filming. Um, there was no social distancing. It was all it was all normal. We were travelling on trains, travelling on uh, the roads were busy. It was all and everything just overnight. It just came to this complete grinding halt. So I think the answer is I was just very conscious about protecting the business. In, in all aspects and making sure that when we come out of it, um, not only we'd, we'd survived, but we'd, we'd continue to invest in that period because these these are cha- challenging times, are times when we've seen it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in this podcast, that some of the engineers that have really taken uh, on board government options with the Sybil schemes, the bounce back loans, and they've invested in the technology this year, they're going to be the, the have-beens, you know, going into 2021. And there's going to be the companies that are going to struggle that, that haven't done that. And I think when you take a step back and you look at our business, I think I'm sure it's evident to see from people that watch what we do. We have we have grown this year and we've mm. continued to develop and continue to do things differently. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's interesting when you say about people, what, what trends have happened. And we'll go around each of you and ask what no, you've noticed. But I personally have noticed, because I've been on the road a little bit more this year, um, is the fact that people are investing, I know we say it, in automation. But because of COVID, because of social distancing, a lot of people are automating and considering automation more than ever before because of reducing numbers of staff on the shop floor for financial reasons, but safety reasons as well. You don't need to social distance from a robot, do you? I think personally, and I haven't seen any statistics, but we are now entering with automation where we'd be in five, six, seven years without COVID. I really do think that. Um, It's just common sense now. We use that term, or Geo says no-brainer. Now it's 
whatever's more of a no-brainer than a no-brainer, isn't it? You kind of have to now. It's mm. been forced upon you, um, not by legislation, but the next best thing, really. But I'll tell you one thing we haven't mentioned. If you just said that Christmas is not going to be a Mac show. Oh, mm. yes. You, you just wouldn't have believed it, would no, you? No, you wouldn't. No. Well, I remember on the 1st of March actually sitting down with you, Gio, because one of your colleagues was going to help us with the stand. And of course, Interco, our sponsor, we'd got a we'd got a, an agreement to have a, a big stand there. We've got a big presence. And you were saying to me, you're going to, well, what, what if we go into lockdown? And I was saying, that's not going to happen, yeah. Gio. We're going to go into lockdown. Of course, Mac's going to happen. It's six weeks away. You know, it's yeah. going to happen. But lo and behold, like you say, you know, it, it, it all... Um, that was almost Mac in the end actually ended up being almost like the peak of the the outbreak, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. I think yeah. a big shock, wasn't it, when it didn't happen? I think uh, the industry was in shock that it didn't happen. I think a lot of people had spent a lot of time planning for Mac as well, didn't they? And it was it was um, it was it was a it was a turning point really in in, in this year, I think. But then they said it was going to be postponed till the January twenty twenty one, and everyone was like, well, oh, "We're going to be well out of this by then, aren't we?" And, and, and again, lo and behold, we're, we're less than a month from that date, and there's absolutely no way that no that way. show could have. Well, well, I think you can. You're allowed up to a thousand, aren't you? So that might have got half of the exhibitors in, but <laughs> yeah. nobody could go and uh, view the machines, the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest thing for me is how people have adapted, though. That, I think that you know people. Have, have adapted they've changed they've, they've changed the way in which they work people's roles have changed in the way in which they did things in the past they can't do it like that no more I, um, I, I, exactly just to add to your point as well Gio you know it's almost <coughs> strange that you know before we were there saying can't believe those people are wearing a mask can't believe it and mm. then now you're in a position where you see someone I mean people don't or not everyone wears masks but you're in a position you put us what, why aren't they wearing a mask? And that's in the space of only six months. Look how we've all changed. It's just transformed all of the way well, our lives. In, in that March period, we um, we decided to uh, do a daily a daily show where we in, in uh, we invited industry professionals to come and talk to us about what was happening via Zoom here in the in the studio, and that went down really well. That was, you know, it, it became, there was almost like a waiting list in the end for people that wanted to put their opinions yeah. across about how they were coping with the situation. And it was interesting just to hear how, you know, the ventilator challenge, we had people on that were making parts for the ventilators, companies yeah. that were selling machines into the ventilator challenge. And we were doing all that, again, not realising how long this thing was going to take to to go and I remember talking to people here saying you know come May we're going to be we're going to be right out of this we're going to be back to where we were but it was only in May where we started going to companies again safely you know I remember going up uh, to when we went to Desmond Engineering and we were yeah. taught you know we had all the PPE on and the, the hand gels and wiping all the mics and the distancing we were, we were so like when you first went out and it's the same with everyone you know if you've been in the, at home for so long you first went out and I was cleaning all my shopping coming in and you went out and it was quite scary wasn't it to go out for the first time and once you do you kind of get used to it. it becomes second nature to have the gel with you and spraying the microphones and stuff my, my first job out after lockdown was the ET job ETG live event and um, I can remember it was quite surreal mm. it was so strange well you, you're a very tactile person aren't you oh just, you goodness know. gracious me I mean when, it was it was so strange you I mean, sort I of hug, walked, walked close to you and then you were backing <laughs> off it was like it was like two magnets it was like the <laughs> north and the north on a magnet when yeah. it was coming oh and it's away again <laughs> you, you, you saying that me and Gia went to an, an un, unnamed business it'd be unfair to mention them Go to a reception, like, where's my forms? Oh, no forms. Where's the sanitizer? Yeah. I'll use my own then. And you go in there, want to hug you. 
I love what you guys yeah. do, and it, it's amazing. And then you go to another place, and it's like it's like it's like going into GCHQ, no security through the yeah. roof. There's all it, sorts, and it was there? hard for us as a company and mm. individuals to know to where where what was appropriate and what was inappropriate. I mean, we all knew the rules, but mm-hmm. it was hard to it was it was just hard to know well. Has he had someone that's been affected by it? Yeah. Has she had someone that's been affected by it? Um, you know, can you tell a joke about it? Is mm. that is that politically incorrect? The and anti-vaxxers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. conspiracy yeah. theorists. I oh, mean, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, not that we've got any in this room. <laughs> <Don't start laughs> I think one thing that, I mean, moving back uh, at one step, though, going back to the change things, I mean, we've all been killed by PowerPoint, haven't we? Like, I mean, we were in a digitalised company company and it's brought digitalization and social media to the forefront yeah. even more everyone's been at it everyone's had more time to be engaged with it <laughs> we um, know you've been at it and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the once congratulations <laughs> it was a strike first time oh, good but, <laughs> but anyway um, yeah it's it's certainly changed i think it's going to change the way we live forever now i think it has created change really? i definitely do because and the, re- the reasons i think that is is i think that people have also seen the benefits of how they've working in this way so for like with example zoom and things like yeah that. i mean so yeah. kind of service calls now are being done remotely and mm. maybe in the past they'd send a service engineer you know three or four hours up the motorway to look at something that they could look at remotely so they've seen potential savings and they've identified areas in which they can be more efficient by working in this way so it has in, in its own way created um benefits i i don't i just don't like it i, I, ju- I just yeah. don't like it i think i, I, I think as a f- as a precautionary measure yes doing something like that but i think you lose so much being face to face with people mm. i just think mm. you know i agree with that but then there needs to be that visit you don't need, or to, you don't need to be face to face for a service call though i believe face to face when you're doing a sales call there's nothing better yeah. but for certain jobs like a service call you don't really need to be talking to anyone it's just about fixing the machine or solving the problem uh, but i think that even with sales guys you know this year you know they've suffered you know yeah. i know a lot of sales guys in the industry that have struggled to get into any companies and you know i can't imagine how hard it must have been for them you know you know knocking on doors or can't even be not being even being i think able that's to one be. area that might change a lot I, and 100 percent I, 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 I think i think some companies have used it um to for the right reasons to protect their staff and and uh you know stop footfall in their companies but i've also seen the flip side of that where invitations for us to go in places has increased and it's because they've wanted to expose their business through methods that they know people are using at the moment but I think they might look at this now and actually do I need that salesman to come do I need that do I need all those salesmen to come in I mean it always used to surprise me that some of these guys own companies I mean if we were here today and the salesman knocking on the doors wanting to spend 15 20 minutes with you if you had three of them a day four of them a day it's an hour of your day that you've lost. Mm. I just don't have time for that. I don't, I don't mean that. It's not that I don't want to see someone, but I don't have an hour. You just want it uh, organised prior to that. Yeah, and, and if I've got... engineer's a- not said that, though. I've had that all the time. They're using it. If they want to see somebody, yeah, they will. But now they just say they mention the C word. But that's what I mean. And they, it, it, 
it's an acceptable excuse. So. But I look back now, well, I remember when I was selling machines on the road, I used to do a lot of door knocking and it was mm. how you did things then. And I would get in places and I might spend 20 minutes, half an hour talking to someone that, that had no idea that I was going to be turning up. Wow. And if you think then, and I'm thinking to myself, hang on a minute, if they welcomed me for that 20 minutes, half an hour, and then, then somebody else is knocking on the door, so they might sit there and get nothing done all yeah. day. But um, I think now is all like you're chasing seconds. We're talking about machines that are chasing seconds. They haven't got the seconds. It's yeah. Life's changed considerably. I, I think that through my own experience prior to me joining MTD, I think that that kind of role as a salesperson or traditional salesperson had already started to change. Yeah. And I think the reason being is I think that as a salesperson in this day and age, you need to also be a, a, a marketeer and be able to network through the social media mm. platforms and be able to kind of qualify your leads or your sales appointments before you even have to go and see them, befriend them on social media and being able to kind of Paul, when you network were a with them. When you were a salesperson there, Paul... I'm going to be honest, mm. was there the social media? Was no. there the internet? So no, there wasn't. Geo's just hit the no, nail on no, the head. No, they were wasn't. qualifying leads more now, aren't yeah. they? Uh, I, think, I think the world has changed up till now, but I think it will change even more now because yeah. I think companies will realise that they can say no to people. And, and I think they can, they can say that as a result of we no longer accept sales yeah. representatives without a prior appointment and you just don't. So does that mean do the sales process changes? We've seen it with some of our customers 100%. now, unfortunately, looking to reduce headcount and maybe use other services, maybe us, maybe someone mm. different it, it, to it, do that. It does. And this has been highlighted to me this year even more so. And I know we, we're quite good at promoting what we do as well as the, our customers and, and make no secret of the fact that it's important for us to market what we do and market the fact that it works. But when, for example, you, Lindsay, are, would ask some of the companies, where did they first see the machine? Where did they, how did they know about this particular more more. product? It is, and, and, they're, and they're not made up, you know, no. they are, they are no. true real time, um, you know, yeah. analysis from a, yeah. from a company that has used platforms in order to research. And it just, it, it you know, so all of this goes into the mix, yeah. I think, to make I it, um, to add to that, Paul, you know, I've had people messaging me on LinkedIn, oh, I'm looking for a machine, can you recommend? And we can't, I've got to be totally, what is it, unbiased um, because of the different brands we work for. But I get messages of people saying, oh, I'm looking for this machine, what do, what am I after? And I'm thinking, I'm not I'm not a salesperson for that company, but mm. they're looking for advice. So anyway, let's go on to um, other trends from the year. What's um, Joe, have you got anything that's stood out for you? Um, for me, obviously, we're at home expecting maybe some quiet time that didn't happen did it we, we worked differently but ne certainly personally i've never had a busier summer it was nice looking out the office window seeing the kids in their sandpit and mm. you know playing in the garden because typically we don't see that kids are at school we're busy mm. you know we're busy working so it was nice even though i was working to see them is the first one um but second the weather incredible mm. you know I'd, I'd open my my office door walk outside and, and the barbecue was lit and it's like barbecue for was lunch. in the morning but did you light it or did uh, I have to light it? Yeah, oh. yes. but yeah, no. It's joking aside. The weather, the weather was incredible. Can you imagine if oh. we'd have had that lockdown? What you know, for that period of time now? Yeah, it'd have been terrible. So depressing, wouldn't it? I think that's why it's probably been harder this time round in that sense because we couldn't go out. We can't go outdoors, can we? And then we wanted to see people. We'd go for walks, but if it's raining and horrible, then you can't. Can you? But summer was also an interesting time because. You normally get what people call it's the silly season from July the 20th to the end of August where engineers are off on holiday, whether you were a salesman, whatever you were, it was always difficult. It was difficult to get your orders. It was difficult to get in places. But that didn't really happen a lot this year. I think a lot of engineers 
carried on working through the summer because they were either working on ventilator challenges or they were trying to position themselves well for when when this thing changed they couldn't yeah they couldn't go well some could but Mm. you know um not everybody did manage to get away on holiday and if they did they you know they didn't go very far to, mm. you know maybe Chester or somewhere like that Chichester that's Ch- where Ch- I went Ch- Chichester and <laughs> posh there isn't it Linz? pardon posh is it posh I don't know I just went to it was the first time I went to a haven holidays oh. and uh it was brilliant. I, must admit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be so good, but yes, Chichester. Yeah, so so the summer was so um, it was it was a time, and obviously the Euro Championships didn't happen, and all those good things that you want in the summer, all the the football. But we were all just you know kind of head down, trying to um, trying to make the most of a bad situation, uh, and we thought that coming out of coming out of uh, August, we were going into September, and lockdown was gonna. Or lockdown was long gone and and, and infection rates were much lower and, you know, deaths had come down. And we all thought right now, September, it's the big last push of the year. Mac was still going to happen. But all of that, again, then changed as we got to the latter part of the year. But I think when you go through the year, I I think the things that I've noticed is the things that we've spoken about already, really. I think that it, it has been about survival of the fittest for sure this year. It's been about surviving this crisis. And I think we've we've done it well, but a lot of the engineers, we know have, have, have done it good too and yeah. they've invested in in the right kit to um you know to to, to keep them going yeah definitely and do, uh, overcome lots of challenges how um paul i'm going to ask you this question you know oems you know the companies that we go out to how do you think they've felt i think they've been frustrated really frustrated and i think it couldn't have come at a worse time for a lot of our bigger customers that work Hand to mouth is a bad analogy to use, but a lot of the big equipment manufacturers that we work with or big distributors here, they they work on a cycle of bringing in machinery, ordering it 10, 15 weeks in advance of, of when they expect to see it here. It lands here and they need to move it, you yeah. know, cash flow, commercial implications and all the rest of it. And I think for them, especially with what, what Mac was coming up in April, they would have pre-ordered probably November, December last year, the an additional quantity of machines to satisfy that post-Mac demand. That's and the they, thing, isn't it? And they wouldn't, they can't stop those. You know, once, once, once they're going, you know, you, you can't stop it. And, um, and I think that it all just, it was like all, all, all the walls fell in at once for them mm. because, you know, that the, the, they weren't selling machines. They couldn't get salesmen in places. People were going, wow, I'm not going to buy a machine at the moment. Service as well. At, at that time that, you know, all the government schemes weren't necessarily, um, let's say, people weren't educated enough to see the benefits of those. And they didn't want to, they didn't know how far this thing was going to happen. So there was machines out there in stock, you know, crazy deals happening. Yeah. They'd paid for them. They needed to turn these machines, lumps and lumps of metal, into cash. And I just think it was must have been a nightmare. I went to a company. Must have been a nightmare. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I said, "How much did you pay?" And they said, "Oh, a few months ago, we quoted the, randomly like a hundred thousand pounds." And then they said, "Oh, it came down to like eighty, sixty, and I think it was like forty odd that they paid." And I was like, "You're kidding me!" And I just think some were just like, "No, we just need that yeah. turnover." I've seen it in in machine tool with machine tool distributors. Those machines, my old managing director used to say to me, "That isn't a machine. That represents a lump of money." Yeah. And I need to, I need to turn that from a piece of cast iron in, into cash. Yeah. 
and, I, and I've got I've got 50 of them yeah. you know did you um, learn how to do that because I've got plenty of cast iron in the garage <laughs> <laughs> do you know we're wasting our time here if it's that easy <laughs> well that's the problem it isn't and that's why a lot of them were still there and that and that was the crisis oh. in itself but do you know what I know jumping ahead a little bit a lot of light at the end of the tunnel isn't there oh the words when Boris said we're going to keep the manufacturing industry going and I think within seconds of Boris saying it we've got a big group obviously for the company and Paul was so on it it's like the the message comes through okay we're okay everybody we're okay mm. manufacturing's going the industries are going the, the equipment's going to get moved you know and I think it's, we're all a bit like and okay it's so important though and sometimes you have to have frank conversations with with your staff that maybe don't understand the implications of, of, mm. of a sector that you operate in coming to a grinding halt. Because, you know, if our customers aren't making money, they haven't got money to pay us. And if they haven't got mm. money to pay us, we haven't got money to pay our staff. And it, yeah. it goes down the chain. But the fact that the manufacturing sector kept going and construction kept going, that meant that basically our customers were still going to sell machines. Yeah. Their, their customers were still making parts and therefore they could still pay us and therefore we could keep our staff. And that that is as simple as it is and that is the main thing I've had in my head yeah. all this year. I've seen a lot of positivity out yeah. there. You know, I, I, yeah, the, it's, we've all been through a challenging time. But through this challenging time, I, I can only kind of report on positive stuff. And there's been a lot of positivity. There's been a lot of investment. There's been a lot of great stories and we've visited some amazing companies and, and reported on some fantastic success stories. Um, and again, you know, um, being able to diversify and go into different sectors, you know, maybe they've moved into different sectors and made their business um, a completely different business during this time because they've had to, but mm. it makes them stronger moving forward and going into next and year. And I think it's because they've learned to live with the crisis Absolutely. as well. Yeah. People have learned to actually... They've, they're living in it they're just going to yeah. carry they're, on they're carrying know. on but living with it I mean yeah. we went to that one company and um, there's a particular material that they never cut and like you say that the word that I kept on hearing diversification they're now cutting that metal and they never did they were all kind of specials and stuff like that and so people are just changing the way they work I, I think also there's a big element of complacency in the past maybe that companies have just carried on going through the motions and, and making mm. their kind of regular turnover if you like and not really analyzed what they've been doing and, and that goes from all aspects of the business from their marketing to their manufacturing all the way through and I think that through this crisis, it's made them look at themselves within and look at how they can improve their business. And I think that because of that, a lot of the people I've spoke to have come to MTD and looking at what we do and what we're reporting on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go on, Joe, you go. No, I was just going to say that obviously there's going to be an aftershock, isn't it? Like a COVID aftershock. Yeah. We're not quite sure. Hopefully COVID's coming to the beginning of the end as we keep hearing on the, on the news. But there's going to be an aftershock, isn't there? There's going to be there some be. sort of taxation. The government, whether they've done a good, bad job, that money needs to be paid, doesn't it? So manufacturing is going to play a, a, a pivotal part in that. Of course, London, the markets, you know, all the commercial stuff down there is going to have a huge impact. But I think... Uh, UK manufacturing is, is you know, more, more important than it's ever been. What Paul just said, um, everyone's got to learn to live with it. So whatever happens, we've just got to learn to live with it. But the, the, the travelling, even though, because we've continued to go, when I've gone down to, for example, down to Dugard in Hove, I go on the train and the train takes me from um, Bedford right the way through London to, uh, it's, a, it's a direct train. And in, in months gone by before this, I'd get on the train at half six in the morning to avoid 
um, you know, well, to get a seat. Mm. And that's where the train started. Uh, but by the time you got to London, the, 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 it was just, you know, it was full. And, and London, it was buzzing and people walking into stations and all the rest of it. When I was going um, the latter part of the summer, I'd get on the train in the morning. I'd, I could go later because it, it wasn't so busy. And there would literally be, I'd be on trains where there would be, there'd be no one else on it. And you get through to London. A bit like and, your aeroplane. Yeah. And you get through to London. And there's no one walking around London. Yeah. Now, you've got to think of all of these banks that have, have got buildings where they're employing 10,000 people that are, they're, not, they're not using that property anymore. Tourism. And, and they might not continue. They've already said they might continue to... My sister works for a, for yeah. a bank and she used to work from the office in Northampton. And now they've already said, actually, you're going to work from home now yeah. going forward. They've got all the software in place. Yeah. Actually, she's not that happy about it because she likes the the interaction with working with people but they can they can not rent their their property anymore oh. or, you know but I, that that's yeah. no the knock-on effect of that is the city has a a huge impact because of the the small guy that that sells his donuts when you buy your donuts joe in the morning you won't be able to get your donuts. i always buy two you, you won't There's be able to get them any, <laughs> you won't be able to get them anymore in the morning but the, these co the, the coffee shops are uh, uh, you know the little the little retailers and things like that they're, they're the ones that have got the the, the catastrophe yeah. on, on their hands. And well, it's um, my friend lives in central London. She sent me a picture not that long ago and it was a picture of Buckingham Palace and there was one person in the shop. Uh, and that was and a queen. And that was a queen, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought, wow, you know, London tourism, everything. Anyway, right, okay, we're coming to the end now. So is there anything that anybody wants to add? Any positive I, I message when, for going what, forward? What, what I what also, as we went into the last quarter, me and Colin did actually get to an exhibition. We started to think in September, exhibitions started to happen again. And there was, we had a, a, a list. Uh, again, we were going to Poland, we were going to Italy, we were going to Spain, um, and we were going to um, the grinding one in Germany, Grindtech. All of these events were planned. Um, we managed to get to just one of them, which was in Poland. That was at the end of September. And I remember going to the show and the show was just deserted. There was, there was hardly anybody there, but it was great to go to a trade show. People had bought their machines there. Um, we, you know, we went on the plane and there was you know, probably six or seven people on this jet. And, wow. you know, it, it, and you think, how can these airlines continue to operate at the same time? But we, we went to a show, we filmed it, we broadcast it and it was great. And I thought it was the start of things yeah. moving on again. And of course, then it all, it all came to a grinding halt again. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is now, I'm glad we've come to the end of the year. Let's put it behind us. We, we, we've certainly got a really positive 2021 in front of us. Yeah. Um, Just think this time next year, we're going to be talking about how good how good the global expansion's been, how good or bad has Brexit been, or yeah, it, whether there be a Brexit. You know, yeah. we're, we're days away from yeah. one way or the other, mm. and yeah, you know, implications of a vaccine to the markets to our to our our own health. Mm. It's, incre it's going to be an incredible year all around. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But in saying that, that's that's a if it, the Brexit conclusion, you know. We're going to survive whatever happens here, and you know, with with what's going on. So that's can only be positive. It has to be um, the vaccination. Well, again, that that has to be a massive positive when you think it's normally taken years to develop these things, and then we've got several options now. Um, so I can't, I can't, I can only see good things next year. Yeah, and fi sorry, dear. Fi final one for me. Just I'm um, just a joke. Humbled, if that's the right word. I, no, no, no. It's, it's probably the most serious thing I've said all day, but humbled how loyal clients have been. Mm. You know, we've had, everyone's had a tough year. I'm, I don't have a client that's probably grown this year. I, maybe I do, maybe I don't, but probably not. Uh, amazing how, you know, 
had been with us, continued to pay their bills with us. And obviously mm. we've been doing our bit, obviously. Mm. But yeah, no, it's quite humbling. Yeah, I've really mm. enjoyed this year, I must admit. I mean, obviously take COVID out, but client interaction and everything, every, it has been a really good year meeting people. And I, I'm doing more and more work now with MTD um, and going out on the road a lot more. And it is so good. Like, it's really weird that, I like I, when I was off I was like I miss the smell of a machine shop is that strange or is that you know I think it was just I missed normality you wanted to work in the shop that I used to work in um, uh, back oh, in Rolls Royce where a joke? we used to cut cast iron I've said it before and it used to go up your nose and in your ears oh. so when you get home you'd blow your nose and it would just be black oh, because you've got cast iron but you could smell it yeah. all the time mm. so I used to have one of those um what do you call them? Those Vicks things. You stick Vicks things. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a sight. <laughs> and yeah. Geo. Like, yeah, for, 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 for me, really, I've, echoing what Joe says, really, I think that albeit I've seen my clients less, I felt like I've been in, in the trenches with them more and I've spoke mm. to them more because we've had to, we've had to communicate more and, and, and talk about things in different ways. And, and we felt like we've all been in it together. And I think yeah. it's united us more. And I think it's made us stronger again moving forward. And I think that out of every negative, there's always a positive. And like you said, Paul, you've got to move on. And, and I think that it's, you know, looking forward to next year. Have your year. Christmas dinner tomorrow and uh, yeah. reflect on if what has been. If we've got turkey, a... I'm not sure if, um, if, we've, if we've managed to pick one up yet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> on that note, I don't want any food jokes between no. you all. Right. On that note, um, from all of us at MTD CNC, thank you for all of your support um, within a tough 2020. And let's um, think positively going forward um, into 2021. We all hope you have a lovely Christmas and a very happy new year. Thank, thank you. you very much. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.